War in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Best lawn ever, guaranteed. Contact Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island today. Now, you can call them, 401-392-1025. Get a quick, easy quote. The best thing to do, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. They have a great website. It's easy, lawndoctor.com, lawndoctor.com. Then just put in your zip code. Get a quick, easy a quote. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Take Get part of their premium eight-service program. Early spring, spring lime, late spring, summer, Grub prevention, early fall, fall, late fall, Lawn Doctor, online at lawndoctor.com. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. It's Tuesday. It's June 14th, and this portion of the program is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop it and see them. Everything's available. Annuals, perennials, trees and shrubs. Father's Day is coming up this weekend hanging pots 10 inch 12 inch moss baskets hanging in patience large selection beautiful patio pots vegetable plants and herbs tropical mandevillas hibiscus plants screen loom mulch are available pickup and delivery mulch mulches are dark piney black and hemlock crushed stone they are a full-scale nursery everything you need to make your home beautiful and a showstopper they're open seven days a week gift certificates are available look for them on facebook and again father's day is coming up this weekend folks it's pr landscape materials and garden center pop in and see them rhode island's number one garden center 3688 quaker lane in north kingstown well the judge that they had hired and i actually went to this it seems like a long it was a long time ago now but the judge that they hired to look into the naked fat test has come back uh with her report and it's um it's so disturbing and this went on for quite some time and from what I understand, it's even going to start to go even below the surface. This is the Rhode Island judge that was hired, Susan McGurl, to look into these North Kingstown naked fat tests. Folks, as I've been telling you, it's children are under attack. Children are absolutely under attack, whether it's on the roads from drunk drivers to coaches who are unaccountable. Uh, children in our state, to the way they've been damaged during the pandemic— children are absolutely under attack but i want to play this is the channel 12 piece regarding uh the judge's findings with the the naked fat test no out of north kingstown has released a 146 page report on the allegations of inappropriate behavior by the high school's former basketball coach retired superior court judge susan mcgirl prepared the report looking into claims of aaron thomas performing naked fat tests on students 12 news reporter amanda pitts joins us live from north kingstown where the town council is set to meet in about 30 minutes amanda yeah, that's right. The town council is set to discuss this report tonight. And in it, that former judge said the school district failed to protect the health and well-being of students and also failed to report those allegations to state and federal agencies. Former Judge Susan McGurl's report is 80 pages long, but the whole thing is more than 140 pages with testimony, interviews, and emails. She wrote that she met with over 50 people, students, parents, teachers, coaches, and outlined specific failures, like the naked fat testing being done by Thomas when there was no policy in existence at the school on athletic testing. He had no training and how it was done in an isolated area of the school. As for the district's failures, she wrote that administrators allowed the naked fat testing to continue, even though it was an open secret among students and the community for over 20 years. And they took no meaningful action when it was reported, adding that the district in the district, rather, there appears to be a protection mentality, and Thomas got a free pass and wasn't questioned because he was popular, writing there was, quote, too much trust and not enough questions. Now, she did make pages and pages of recommendations for the district, including creating a more robust hiring process for coaches, including a yearly background check, better training for coaches, a specific policy on athletic testing, increased supervision of the athletic department, and better communication within the school community. Now, as for Thomas, he did not speak to McGurl for her report. He has not been charged, and he maintains that he is innocent. In North Kingstown, Amanda Pitts, 12 News. Well, that is um, that is quite a report. That is beyond embarrassing. It's pathetic. It's disgraceful. I want to remind people there's one individual uh, 
you know, they say that Thomas got a free pass. There's someone else that gets a free pass to the whole thing. That's Thomas's pal. You go to my Facebook page, folks. We have written about it. When this scandal broke open, down the dial, Pork Boy, Dan Pork, Dan York, he was blowing it off, laughing about the whole thing, saying that if it was him, uh, he and his friends would have laughed about it, that the whole thing was no big deal. And when the story first broke, he wouldn't even let parents of young boys from from North Kingstown, even, even on the air, to to challenge that or to say there's a lot more going on or how can you say something like that he has uh defended the individual i i think at this point though it's you know look look at what they're saying that thomas got a free pass well i think you could also argue that that york has gotten a free pass on this whole thing good luck trying to find his his name anywhere in in any of the media stories i think that's selective reporting uh i understand you you can't control who you take a photo with Right. Governor McKee was at an event in March and somebody came up. Hey, you know, can you get a photo? That's part of their thing. And it turned out that was the Westerly Town Cheer that was charged with first degree sexual assault, which is, a you know, a rape charge. So I understand you can't control somebody comes up, takes a photo with you. Those types of things can happen. We're talking about using your platform to defend that individual. Th- that's different. And if York were a priest or a politician, the photo of him yucking it up with Coach Thomas because Thomas worked for him, which, by the way, also elevated Thomas in some way. It did. It did. Uh, York hired him to, I don't know, they were doing uh, whoever was listing or watching a high school basketball game, and I think he even admitted he paid him. So, no, again, I, I fully get you. You meet a lot of different people. I, you know, you can't control what someone's actions are of someone you meet to take a photo with. But it's different if you use your platform to then defend the individual or more. Or I would even argue worse, blow it off like it's no big deal. Oh, we would have laughed about it. Gone in, drop your drawers. This isn't being a young person. You know, you go to the doctor years ago, turn your head and cough and they you know check your generals and so forth that's not that's not what this is it, it goes into far more detail there are students that would say that they felt that thomas was actually uh, at times and folks this is uncomfortable even but getting aroused that his breathing became heavy listen this guy had this thing that he liked being up close and seeing teen genitalia up close and i mean as up close as you can be so i I don't know how else to put it and he found a racket in a way to justify that he could satisfy this bizarre urge that he had or i I don't know how else to describe it i want to remind people the coach has not been at this point charged with any crime north kingstown is still reeling you know look at the way they they find ways around this stuff you know and and it's and it's preying on young males that you know people have to understand the mindset of a 12 year old boy a 13 year old boy any teen boy up until college it's it's very fragile and the idea that you know someone's labeled a virgin or someone's labeled gay or anything like that young males are very very sensitive about that and so what the the coach was seemingly doing because it's all accusations at this point was really exploiting that and 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 touching around a certain area around their legs and when you're that age 15 and 16 uh young men can you know they you can they can be aroused if they see a plane fly by in the sky i mean they could their their hormones are you know kind of going wild and they're constantly experiencing themselves feeling aroused and and this is someone that seemingly knew that and then would put himself in a situation you know in a dark closet and they have their shorts down and then he is touching them in very intimate areas and it is seemingly very understandable and it's not i don't think it's a reach to say that it's certainly possible 
if some of the young men, you know, became somewhat aroused just in the scenario of being in the dark and someone touching them in and around their groin area. And then, you know, whatever he got out of it, no one, you know, to review the facts, no one has stepped forward and said, nope, everybody's wrong. That is the proper way to do the test. That's how we've always done it. So he's on firm ground here. There's nothing like that, you know, and I just come back to, I know some people, I I don't know if it fully comes under media bias. It certainly comes down to selective reporting. Uh, But if there was someone high profile, you know, let's just, I'm I'm not even good, but let's just say a high profile member of the clergy or a high profile politician came out and was openly defending the coach. I, I very certain that that would make its way into a news story. And some of the photos of the two of them sitting there and one of them, York's got his arm around the guy and they're looking at a young male who I'm assuming they were interviewing. Um, again, I am not alleging, but but the whole defense of the coach is odd. You know, to say it's, it's very common, men naked in a locker room, that's not what this was. Uh, these were very young men, sometimes... I believe even possible middle school, definitely the young freshman, 14, uh, certainly 15 years old, uh, seemed to be more of the prey of who they were kind of, who the coach was uh, kind of going after. Um, it's, it's really, um, it's, it's troubling as an understatement that something like that has been going on. But folks, I would argue, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of, it, it's terrible right now what are going on with children, with there's um, increase since the pandemic started, but real increase as far as teen suicide, teen depression, alcoholism, a lot of parents exploiting that, you know, saying that children are fearful of being in school. I'm not sure how much of that is true, um, <clears throat> that children should not be afraid without question to go to school. I don't see a lot of adults even when there is um, a child that says they're fearful of going to school. I don't hear a lot of the adults at some of these protests even, you know, correcting them or some of the students that walked out. I think the, the worst example we're going to see is, in fact, the, the Pawtucket situation where you had some students that, that they thought they were walking out over make school safe and it turned into an abortion rally. But those were the... Um, progressives folks so on this tuesday june 14th and again you're listening to the john DePietro show it's am 1380 and 99.9 fm now as far as the missing person charlotte lester i have a lot of information on the website dipetro.com actually we have more information than anyone we have more videos we have a timeline we have a map uh we've done more interviews with some of the people surrounding that listen people just don't disappear um we i, I still we don't know what the situation is the police are still sitting on that home in Warwick Staples Avenue. They have been there for uh, it, it's. This will be now be the fourth week that they're sitting on this house, twenty four seven guard. They obviously found something there to get that type of search warrant. And you know, there's a lot of different theories about the case, but I just come back to where are the police? The police are sitting up at that house. They certainly now. There's also speculation whether or not if the police if uh, work police if they also have the owner of that home's truck i think that's interesting i haven't heard that confirmed i'll try to find out but it's um folks in a, in a situation the like that type of investigation it's uh it's tough to to get real answers on that it because law enforcement they they don't want to just give it up because it's an active investigation they have not named anyone as a suspect or even person of interest but i'm going to come back to you know there the fact that they are still just sitting on that house in warwick on staples avenue i think that speaks volumes so i don't know if they need to come out and say this is a a person of interest this is someone who is considered a a suspect in the case i i think their presence at that house i i think that that says a lot but just finishing out with this naked fat test um they're they're you know it, it's it's so disturbing on so many different levels anyone that steps back um 
You know, when this first happened, there were some parents that have kind of gone silent. But you get the parents that they, they rally the troops and they start to become a mob. And they go after anyone that might mention anything or speak badly. You had the situation in Warwick just about a week ago where there was a student. Uh, some students were allowed to go back into the school even though they had made uh, threats involving a weapon. And, um, and as we tried to get in more information about it, there was definitely a circling of the, ma- of the wagons. And then it becomes the mob mentality. And they start to attack anyone. And from what I understand, the same type of thing was going on in North Kingstown. There were parents that they get defensive, which I understand because it's their school where their children go, their community. Um, it was considered a successful basketball program. I think a big part of that was they got a new high school. And because the new high school is basically state of the art, a lot of parents uh, that maybe in the past would have sent their children somewhere else start to send them. You know, two two schools, two communities have put a lot of money into their public high schools, uh, uh, East Greenwich and North Kingstown. And as a result of that, a lot of those kids that maybe have, would have gone to like a Bishop Hendrickon in the past, they just go into NK and EG. And as a result of that, they have better sports teams so i i understand people being somewhat defensive but it what it does is it it brings silence and it breeds silence and then people don't want to speak up even though they may know something but this one in north kingstown uh the fact that this was going on the fact it went on for so long and he would be it's it is and as i've said anyone that is coached uh, you have to have a BCI check done. They're very adamant. You know, you you will never, if you're a coach, you never want to have yourself where you're alone with a child. And that's, by the way, done to protect the coach. Um, and you go out of your way. That is just, you know, that's the way things are. That's in this day and age. Uh, I've coached uh, a girls team. And then you always want to have a, a female coach who could, if they have to, go into the locker room uh, with the girls. Um you know, there's there's certain parameters. You go through a coaching seminar, and they explain that you never want to be alone. It, it even and there are times that, you know, I've heard coaches. It's starting to rain. The parent is late picking them up. They want to sit inside the vehicle with the child, but they don't want to be alone in the vehicle with the child. And a lot of that is done to, like they say, you know, it's really done to protect, protect the coach, protect the adult, protect the individual. This was someone who was supposedly, you know, doing these tasks, going into a closet, a dark closet, and then having the young man, you know, are you shy or not shy, and removing their underwear. I mean, there's, there's no legitimacy to that type of test. And so now you have a lot of the parents in, in North Kingstown. But one of the reasons, and, and early on, a lot of people were striking out at the media on this case. But that that's another example of... Hey, listen, you know, one of the purposes the media, media serves on this is this could be going on somewhere else. And, and, and there needs to be a light shined on it to call attention to that, to make sure nothing like that happens. There's nothing normal about that. And the fact that it was seen as like a rite of passage, and it's almost like a way to prove your toughness. Oh, are you shy? You know, oh, I'm the coach. Maybe I'm not going to pick you on the team. Maybe you're not going to play. No, I need aggressive players, people that aren't afraid. I mean, think how twisted that is to play on the mindset. So there's been a lot of uh, fallback on that. North Kingstown, unfortunately, it's almost been a definition textbook case of how not to handle a a case like this, the way that they have handled this. Um, they They have botched this from the beginning. I remember that first Saturday, the superintendent running to his car. I mean, the whole thing was uh was really just disgraceful and then there there was some uh there was a school committee meeting prior to that and then you just wonder what they knew um and then they they didn't even do anything there was something about the masks people initially were there to ask about mask and some of the questions about this and then uh and, and then they were very skittish about addressing the media addressing parents and then you just have to wonder if maybe they they knew about it so which is obviously uh not a positive development but folks on the national front we're going to talk about it um listen the biden presidency is a disaster and it's only going to get worse and between the baby formula shortage and the price of gas and now there's other types of shortages for women's products uh you know what's the alternative kamala harris becoming the president that's that's not an option 
Um, that I don't, I don't know anyone saying that that's a scenario that they want. All right, we have a lot more ahead right here on the John DePietro Show. Time means grill time. And for the best grill, get a new grill. Stop in and see my friends. Jay's Broadway Appliance and TV. J apostrophe S, Broadway Appliance and TV, located 47 Cedar Swamp Road. That's Route 5, Smithfield. You can call them 401-949-7800. Springtime, summer, this is the best time to grill outside. They have a great selection on grills. They also have a great selection on all appliances. Family-run business since 1963. Remember, you're going to deal directly with the owner. And they will match or beat any package deal when it comes to appliances. Do you need a new refrigerator? How about a new dishwasher, washing machine, dryer, oven, microwave, Jay's Broadway Appliance? Look for them online at jsappliance.com. Also on Facebook, springtime, summer is grill time. Stop in and see them. They're open Monday through Friday from 10 to 5. You can make an appointment for more personal Saturday and Sunday appointments jay's broadway appliance and tv 401-949-7800 better yet drive in and see them 47 cedar swamp road route 5 in smithfield folks you are listening to the john DePietro show weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2 it's am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website petro.com joining me right now one of my siblings independent columnist opinion maker it is donna perry and dj if you don't mind i'd like to start off now, you've worked, obviously, in media. You've worked at Capitol Hill on the political side. Um, it's pretty prominent. New York Times story, the whispering that is going on right now in the Democrat Party. As much as President Biden is saying, you know, he's looking to run for re-election in 2024. Um, take us inside that type of development and, and just how these things can build as the summer months lead into the fall. Yes, and good to be with you as always, John. Um, what is being reported is not good news for Biden uh, team and, and people who are backing him, because I think that, um, you know, these kinds of stories are, are not usually by accident, John. There are, the stories being reported in and of themselves, and you and I know how this works. Um, you know, there are people who want that prominent story in the New York Times that way. Mm. Uh, number one, because Washington is often about persuading the other people who are whispering, you know, so they like they, they want to say, yeah, the movement for him not to sort of be the guy is getting bigger. So, number one, I, I look at it that way from kind of a process point of view. And I just think that there cannot be, I don't think it's a shock, John, like it, when you, what they talked about in the piece, in the article, when it comes to the major issues of just his visible command of the country and the issues, leadership, you know, but his age is number one, that he would be 82, mm. um, taking that second term of office, which has really not occurred. I believe no one has ever been over 80. It has and, not. You know, John, and so I think like, and not to mention, he's not a nearing 80 Reagan who still no. had looked to have stamina and, yes. you know, could still take that stage when he needed to and, you know, make a persuasive. He, he's, I just think for all of those reasons, these have to be, these are very true things. The whispering usually means there's more than whispering going on. I also thought, if I may, um, something that is just so notable, you and I have talked about, though, John, which is kind of unusual, a first-term president who has such a wildly unpopular vice president. Yes, um, good point. You know, when we think back in the day, like Bill Clinton had Gore, who, yeah. who made a run. It didn't work out. But, right. you know, you had someone who certainly in many corners of the Democratic Party that's in the 90s, they certainly saw Gore as a viable, you know, he could he could step into it kind of thing. Right. And, you know, so you and remember, Bush, 41, was Reagan's vice president mm. um, and went on to become president himself. So, yes. I, you know, I think uh, Kamala Harris is just fumbling in the role is kind of unusual in that way, that that yep. she is just not even. You don't see whispering of, oh, you know, it's got to be Kamala, you know, we're building her up. And you don't see that. So no, I, I, everything about that article 
which I think is really pulling a lot of, you know, accuracy there. And I think it was, and I think everything about it is like, they're in trouble. And it's like I say, it's almost like double trouble when you, when you really don't have that number two person. And Donna Perry, just touch on, because some people may not understand, if you have someone that this, this is unpopular and maybe not running for the second term, the, the danger, I don't think people fully understand the danger of if you're a lame duck president and then they just feel that it's not happening anyway. I, I don't know if people realize how much things get done because yes. you're still the president. You, you know, you have a second term coming when you take that away. It's any juice that he has right now. It seemingly could quickly evaporate. Well, that's a really critical, important, good point, John, because that that's why that they're like really in a box, because if we think he's been ineffective now, well, and then there are people at very high levels that are, are you know, basically, I think David Gergen the, the other night, John, you have people like that who are going on TV saying that he should make it clear after the midterm elections that he's not running in 2024. I mean, right. th this is also very unusual to see this early. He is just the two years in, but it is the midpoint. You know what I mean? Like people to be of that stature, to mm. not to just be that clear and say, um, and, and to what you're saying now. So imagine if he kind of signals that by what, next Christmas or January? Well, what, so then of course... The whole dynamic can shift. I mean, if the Republicans take control of Congress and then he's lame duck city, you know, the Republicans really can start running away with things. So mm -hmm. it, it's they're just not in a good place at all. And that's an understatement. And, you know, it, despite age, there are people who can carry it off, but he's yes. just not become one of them. No. And, and Donna Perry. And again, folks, we speak with independent columnist, opinion maker Donna Perry. Anyone that saw it. And I actually did take the time to watch him with Kimmel. Uh, he, mm -hmm. he was on with Jimmy Kimmel. I wouldn't even call it an interview. I mean, it was it was almost, you know, Kimmel was almost basically like holding his hand. I'm sure at some point in the future, years from now, he'll really reveal what it was like. At this point, it was even comical. The media didn't pick up on Jimmy Kimmel has a sidekick, much like. You know, David Letterman had Paul Schaefer. And when when President Biden came out, he started making a beeline for the sidekick who was mm -hmm. standing over to the right. Oh, and I did. Kimmel, you, <laughs> right. Yeah, Kimmel, you have to take the left. So he was, um, you know, losing his train of thought. It was it was reminiscent to me. And I've actually been in that situation with an older family member. And you're trying to visit with them. And they're very anxious yeah. to see you and tell you things. And then they start. I'm telling you, I always just picture Biden walking into his office saying, what did I come in here for? And he right, just, the right. Kimmel interview, I think, crystallized on a Perry. He, he is he is incapable of sitting down for an interview with George Stephanopoulos, Lester Holt, David Burr, whoever, pick, pick who it's going to be, yeah. CNN, what have you, Wolf. He, um, he is not up to it. And I also thought it was interesting, that New York Times article, that it almost seems to be the growing feeling amongst the Democrat Party right now is basically they feel bad for Biden, that he is right. you know, clearly is... failing at this point. But it's also the Biden people still maintain they think they're the only ones that could be Trump in 2024. But as we know, there's no guarantee that he's going to be the nominee. No. And, and John, to, you know, not to attack everyone at age, I believe, and this is typical of a, someone of his decades in Washington, now very advanced in age. So he's brought back in someone like this Anita Dunn, who I yes. believe herself is nearing 70-ish, and she's mm. been around the game a long time. You see, this is who he's comfortable with. He yeah. may have dismissed other people around him, but none of these are good signs for that. Um, and, and if I may, John, not to mention, like he's in the throes of like unprecedented twin crises yes. the country is facing. Yeah. Um, and, and when we've said this before, um, I thought one of the best um, observations in that particular article was one of the consultants, who I, I think a Democrat, said the American people feel very unsettled, yeah. uh, like to a degree that we haven't seen in a while. Yes. So, you know, that just tells you they do not see a president that they put confidence or and they don't have the confidence in him. No. Um, and these these twin issues of inflation, gas prices, 
This is huge. And I, I know we all talk about it like so regularly, John, but, but people, if you just go around town and the market, I often use that example. Um, people are, are frightened. They don't know what the, what is the bottom. They, right. and, I, I, and no one can answer that for them. No. And, and also, before we take a break, it is different than, you know, Bill Clinton, they were new. They tried to do, yep. you know, the two for one, Hillary Care, the whole thing. Then it was just a matter of kind of finding their footing and then compromising. Clinton went to the center and compromised with the Republicans. President Bush, nine months in, his presidency was then defined by, by 9-11. And, and Obama yep. never, it was really in his second term that he became unpopular. But he, he was strong enough and there was no question that he was difficult and then won re-election. I just think we both agree. Biden, he doesn't have it in him. He, they don't. They have the wrong policy. The, they're not going to approve the gas price. Um, no. I, almost, I don't want to say I feel bad for the people in the White House, but the Kimmel interview showed me, you know, supposedly President Biden was very upset that he said he was not kept in the loop about the baby formula shortage. But I just wonder if you have someone right. like that who's not, as you've said, absorbing it, really, you know, the wife must be he's tired. Let's not get into it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's hearing them. So no matter how much they may be saying, hey, listen, this is important. This is a problem. I don't I don't think he's absorbing it's too it. much. in John, it's just too much information. It is too much information in this and day and age uh, failing yeah. rapidly. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead. Donna Perry right here on the John DePietro show. J. Perry paving. Folks, you can depend on J. Perry paving. They provide high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service over 20 years experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios and much more call them today for a free quote 401-732-1730 j perry paving they are tremendous they also how about this once a month they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran and remember whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed call j perry paving for a free quote it makes a huge difference in your property in your home in your driveway or patio 401-732-1730 j perry paving 401-732-1730 you can also find them on facebook they're terrific hey get that driveway paved call and book an appointment now 401-732-1730 for j perry paving we're speaking with independent columnist opinion maker it's donna perry well, DJ, last Thursday night, you know, the ratings weren't bad. They were better than I thought, although they were all across the networks. Uh, the big J6 uh, committee yep. hearing. I, to me, a lot of redundancy stuff we've seen before. I think it's also tough to get away from the politics. I just want if, if Biden had a 60 percent approval rating, 65, I, I don't think we're seeing this. But, you know, anything to get away from the high gas prices. But I'm anxious to hear your thoughts on at the very least they don't seem done with they they really want to make president trump radioactive and and really try to to me destroy him with independence should in fact he decide to make you know a comeback in 2024 absolutely um and i will give them this i think there is a uh calculation that having Liz Cheney, really, yeah. as the central figure, I will say she's polished. She, they've been doing this for a year behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, and I will give them a B plus on that. It was To me, it was packaged up better than I expected. Yes. And we knew yeah. that there was a former network executive helping. Um, I actually was surprised. I, I actually thought that was effective. Again, if you're an independent, if you if you haven't really followed all this, you and I know these clips have run every day for OK, right. they run that same clip. Um, but I do will give them that like I think. And um, so politically, I think they, they feel so that she can perhaps cut through the fog of, well, a lot of suburban women who can who can be effective in elections. Yes. Now you could say. But I think the fact that, again, they go, they have to be going at this point. I, and I said this to myself when I watched it, John. I think, well, who, but who do they think is left to persuade? That, right. That's kind of where it's yes. the, the big question. And I do think, as in all elections, though, you know, busy suburban women, they talk about that. But, you know, if you had not paid attention to every detail, you, you can't keep up with all that. You see that. I will give them for at least the presentation 
I thought would hold you for an hour. It was not a typical Washington, you know, dragging on type of hearing thing. Um, and I do think that uh, having this known conservative woman as the face of it, a little bit takes away that, well, it's not some liberal progressive going after Trump, but there's no question. And I think it's a big risk of what they're trying to do, though. Like, I think that it, there's no question they're trying to equate his encouraging of supporters, which I think is very different from saying he, like, organized a mob. I think exactly. there's a, so there's a yeah. lot of language. Or led a conspiracy. That Absolutely. seems to be a bridge too far. That, that, Definitely, that, as the Wall Street Journal said, caused mayhem with his followers, but threading yeah. the needle on a conspiracy to overthrow the government, I, I, don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. And, and, you know, they are trying to go, I believe they're trying to build this case. It's been, you know, widely reported with this seditious conspiracy is a very specific, obviously very serious crime, mm. which it's, it's equivalent to like treason against the U.S. government, if you will. Um, and I don't. I, so a couple of things that I see happening out there, my sense, though, is that Biden's White House and ultimately, Department of Justice, John, my sense is they do not want to take this to that point because I right. think they would believe that is sets a very dangerous precedent that you have a new administration. You're mm. going to criminally charge the former president. Mm. Um, you know, we're not Venezuela. That is where right. they, you know, other countries do that. So and I just don't think there's anything just. Look, did he do and say things in those hours that are kind of ugly, that are unappealing with rhetoric that the fact that he dismissed even his own daughter, who was, you know, they were urging him, you got to say something, you got to speak, you got to call this mm -hmm. down. So all of those things, John, are very ugly. There's no question. But that's very different from saying he could be criminally charged. Agreed. I, I just don't think they're going to go there but i just don't yeah. here's my question for you donna perry is this a voting issue um I, you know is no matter how this comes out or yeah. what they put out it's june i you tell me i i don't i mean no, no matter how bad or ugly as you say it may sound is this really something that is going to tilt the scales with voting in the fall I don't see it. I, I no, think that it's, I don't either. I think the stuff that are that is going to persuade voters is a more of these pocketbook issues that are yes. very tough. Um, if you're, uh, you know, uh, more with the progressives or whatever your opinion is, I think depending on the way Roe v. Wade goes, that could that's a very um, visible issue that sure. could persuade. But I'd say Roe v. Wade, inflation, gas. That's it. I don't see you're you're not to me going to change a vote over over this. And I don't believe that at the end of the day, I actually don't think Biden's White House wants to to, uh, you know, to go down that road of like making this like criminally charged Trump. I, right. I, I don't believe that it's going to go to that. Yeah, I don't think so. Donna Perry. Now, granted, they did have 20 million people watch. It's obviously that was Thursday night, but it's across yep. all the networks. But I just think, you know, and someone else had remarked, I mean, look at how rapid fast the Buffalo shooting is already in the rearview mirror. The, you know, the Johnny Depp right. in the rearview mirror. The Texas shooting is starting to be in the rear. The, 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 the news cycle is just yes. lightning fast right now. As bad as all this may sound, he's actually not on the ballot. For them to try to thread the needle saying don't vote for Republicans because in some way it's almost as if you're, you know, voting for President Trump. I, I don't. I just don't see that they're going to um, be su successful with that. And so now, Donna Perry, at the same time, you know, here it is last week um, for all this talk about attacks on democracy and so forth. Mm -hmm. What is your yeah. thought that, you know, Judge Brett Kavanaugh, yeah. where you had those militants being Roe v. Wade, the leaked memo, the protesters out in front of his house, putting his address out in public on Twitter and other places. And suddenly not only do you have, I mean, a real crazed lunatic in his neighborhood with an armed gun. But the New York Times buried the story on page 20. And to this day, President Biden still has not condemned that there was someone in the neighborhood who was very clear to police he was there to try to assassinate Judge Kavanaugh. 
Well, that's that's where you get this argument about like this double standard issue. Yes, uh, absolutely, a hundred percent. I mean, conservatives say, "Well, geez, like you say, John, it, it was kind of not covered that widely." Um, can we imagine if this had been uh, one of the more you know liberal justices or uh, Sotomayor or someone you know? Like, I mean, the the, the guy thought he was going to be there to assassinate Kavanaugh. I mean, I don't know how any other way you can look at it. Right. Um, And I think the double standard when they, as you say, when they they just repeatedly throw around this, you know, assault on democracy. But then a lot of people said, well, the violent chaos in the summer of 2020, that was pretty dramatic. Yes. And that went on for months in in all different cities um when the blm protests got wildly out of hand and and we know they did and you know and the democrats kind of buried their head in the sand about that and they didn't want to talk about that and they said well people have a right to have an opinion it's like yeah but they don't have a right to flip over cop cars and set them on fire but you know that's right yeah um i would equate that to you know a lot of what we saw in january 6th so you know and i think that this is an an issue that might, uh, to me, that's how a lot of people who might be more in the middle view it. They say, well, it seems to have been a lot of double standards about what's a violent assault on government, you know, and and people were trying to like take down police precincts in Seattle and that kind of stuff. Oh my God. Yeah. And that's why I also think that stuff never fully resonates because as much as they may want to scream, it was attack on democracy. There was a football coach in Washington said, well, they didn't burn down the Capitol. And it only went on for a few hours. This was weeks and months when the entire country watched them burn down the different cities and the looting and the destruction, $2 billion worth of of damage that was done. But, you know, the New York Times, and and I'm glad Bill Maher even called them out. Like, how do you not have that as a front page story? Excuse me. That's where, and those protesters, they were in front of Kavanaugh's house again that night. Like, something needs to be done because otherwise... You know, no one talks about it, Donna Perry, but Steve Scalise still has shrapnel and bullets inside of him where that crazed Bernie Sanders supporter went to that softball field and said, hey, are those Republicans or Democrats? Oh, those are Republicans. And he you remember, he shot them as they were getting ready for that absolutely softball game. So this business of I, I think it is um, it is a double standard. I think that also kind of undermines the, the real effort they're trying to make here is because it's as if no one wants to talk about it. But we all saw what happened that summer it was January 6th. Yes, it was out of control. It was boisterous. It shouldn't have gone like that. But let's be honest, at the same time, it pales in comparison to what they did to Atlanta, Philadelphia, Rochester, uh, Minneapolis, well, right. where they destroyed the police department. I and- mean, it. Right. in comparison. And and also, as we say, John, there was it really expanded out. We remember it was very menacing to anyone yes. who had nothing to do with it. Yeah. I mean, I remember you had people taunting people uh, Federal Hill Federal that Hill. summer, you yeah. know, trying to just dine outside. And yeah, think of New York yeah. City, what was yeah. done with all the protests. On, I mean, it was just terrible. Well, and one last point on that to prove, you know, where then people have a right to be cynical about what is the true goal of Jan- the January 6th committee, because they and yes. there is a Senate bill that was passed um, that they that I think it right after the Roe v. Wade, you know, speculation started where they would add more security for the justices. The Republicans are backing that. And they've noted that Nancy Pelosi is seems to be in no rush to put added security in mm. a, there's a legislative package. They want money attached to it. And Nancy Pelosi is kind of sitting on it in the House. So, you know, like. How does that look? Does that look like she's, you know, defending, saying, I mean, the judiciary is the third pillar of government for the for the U.S. So, you know, I mean, um, I think it's actually very dangerous. And, John, we don't know. Something could still happen. That's right. Um, And no one none of us want to wish that. But I I just think that fact that and that's what is to me shameful on Pelosi's part. It's like, why don't you pass that bill? That money, Mm. you know, they're sitting there with it. So, um, folks, quick break, much more ahead. Donna Perry, right here on the John DePietro Show. The next time you have an emergency, head straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. AtMed Urgent Care, urgent health care facility 
providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families, specializing in ambulatory medicine, diagnostic treatment service, at-med urgent care. They provide immunization, school, sports physicals. They're a cost-efficient health care alternative to hospital-based emergencies. They're open seven days a week, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, physical exams, drug testing, full laboratory services, and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. You, someone in your family suffering from COVID, you want to go straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122, or East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road, online at atmedurgentcare.net with independent columnist opinion maker it's donna perry and dj finally you know inflation you're exactly right we don't know where the bottom is uh they clearly don't have a handle on it uh janet yellen basically came out and said she she guessed wrong as we talked about larry <laughs> summers people like that said you, you definitely yeah. guessed wrong it is um th- this could be a very difficult summer and and i think the price of gas it's 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 going to dominate all summer, and this is kind of what we talk about. They can talk about all these great ideas and things they want to do progressive, mm-hmm. but when if Americans go and they want to go to the beach or they want to go on a vacation or drive to wherever it is, the Cape, or or drive somewhere to Atlantic City, what have you, um, the the whole pain at the pump and what's that doing for people trying to go back into the office? I I think they're going to learn a tough lesson. Boy, the price of gas it really dictates and controls the mood of the country. It completely does. And John, there's plenty of people who feel very frightened by this. Yeah. Because again, they, they feel unsettled. They don't think there's presidential leadership. Um, the reason, and it, I'm not trying to say it's, you know, make it political, but the reason it is such a deadly issue if you're the guys in charge is because when inflation at a 40-year high, but like these kinds of issues, they hit the largest swath of Americans that you could yep. possibly reach, especially gas. Because, yeah. John, gas is day to day, week to week. Right. You know, people could have no time to pay attention to any of these other things. I don't right. watch hearings. I, I have no time to watch that. Okay, but that's something they you can bet they know. They could have a 12th grade education. That's something they know. People know what they had to pay at the pump. And that's, that's right. why it's just, it's, it's almost, to me, it's almost leapfrogging as would be their most dangerous, and I don't want to just call it an issue. It is actually very uh, unnerving to people. No one thought it would hit five when it was in California at five. Mm. Well, here, here we are in the Northeast. That's right. I've heard people muttering. They're saying, who says it can't go to $10 a gallon? Now, now, now what do you oh. have in this country? Right? So, so it's a crisis, John. It's a it very... Is true crisis and again it just hits people every day every week um and that people are they're not just angry they get they do get a little bit afraid they're like well and they don't see anyone who actually has constructive answers no. um there's reporting saying he's biden is is going to go to saudi arabia um I, to me that sounds like I don't know. Mm. That sounds like so. Uh, you know, a U.S. president's got to make some kind of a deal and say, "Could you yeah. lower the price?" Remember the you know they they set OPEC sets the price of oil. Um, you know the price of oil on the barrel and all that. Um, I don't know that that's even going to be a way a strategy. No. But they wouldn't have him going over there if they didn't think you know this is like way way out of control. Yes, good point. So, and also, uh, Commerce Secretary Raimondo was on with oh, yes. Tapper last weekend, that, that interview where she got just run over. But, you know, her, her response to him was, well, you know, last week I was in Europe. You should see the price of gas in France. Well, that that's no uh, consolation, Donna, for no. the people in, in America. So what is that supposed to say? Are we supposed well, to say we should right. prepare ourselves that we're going to be paying for gas what the French do? Right. And in fact, she pointed out it's the equivalent of like 10 American dollars a gallon. Well, first of all, oh. for different reasons, fuel in Europe usually is higher than than us. However, right. like that was... I thought that was like a reach, kind of a lame answer. They need mm. to they need to shore her up with better answers. And as you and I've noted, she could be on the way 
to be discussed for Treasury Secretary. Yes. But JD, you have to, like I say, you have to wonder, of course, that's highly prestigious, that is a career maker, but she could be coming in as a very difficult time. Yeah. To come into that. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. I, I think it was noted just a quick side light aside from all this. I think one of the crypto um, you know, Bitcoin and one of the cryptocurrency um platforms just recently they they have frozen withdrawals. That's right. <laughs> Um, that. They're not letting people even take their money out. I think people have to pay attention to that. Yeah. You know, Wall Street is is always understood to be, it's always ahead of what the political class is doing, John, usually by Mm. two or three months. I I think that's actually kind of alarming. It it um, is. Because they're they're worried about what? A collapse? So I just think that all of this, and again, Romando, you know, she may have the chops for it, but you're going to have to have really better answers and a Treasury Secretary gets hauled in front of the Senate a lot, so you have to be mm. <laughs> really ready to. Yeah, but Donna, before we let you go, this yep. this is alarming. Uh, people mm. do feel unsettled, and yeah. you know, I think. But one thing that people basically agree on is they they do not have faith that President Biden, this administration, is going to take them out of it. No, right. That that would be the one sure thing that I think there's kind of a growing universal sense. And John, as you noted earlier, uh, including his own National Democratic Party feels that way. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, which is not good. Folks, again, she is uh, Donna Perry. DJ, great job as always. We're going to be talking to you all summer. We'll follow this along. You got it. uh, And we'll talk to you again. Great. Yep. Propane Plus for heating and cooling. Call Propane Plus today in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. In Rhode Island, Propane Plus number 401-885-4209. It's the Johnson family. It's Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider of propane to Rhode Island and southeastern Mass. Not only can they install your tank and schedule propane deliveries, but they can service your entire heating, cooling system, and install any propane or natural gas appliances. Locations in East Greenwich and also in Rehoboth. Remember, Propane Plus is energy for everyone. It's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and also now it's renewable. Online at propaneplus.com. Propane Plus, heating and cooling. In Massachusetts, call the Rehoboth office, 508-252-3359. And in Rhode Island, 401 401- 885-4209. You can depend on Propane Plus. To check out our website, depetro.com. Depetro.com, which is sponsored by and brought to you by the Senadale Revival Comfort Food and Cocktails, located 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. Shane and his crew, what a wonderful job they've done. Winner of several Rhode Island Best of Awards, Best of Rhode Island Awards, the Senadale Revival delicious food cocktails a lot of fun stop it and see them 2025 smith street in north providence